I know the song. I don't know the song. But you know what this podcast is. This podcast is Throwback to School. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. This is the podcast where Andrew and I review things we liked in high school. And then we decide if they're out or if they're in. Into our hearts, out of our brains. Uh, this mm-hmm. is Liza, if you couldn't tell by this blabbering on beautiful voice, and joined with me like every day. Ugh, like every day. Oh, God. Ew. Ew. True Dog. The True Dog. True Dog. Arf, arf, arf. How's it going, True Dog? I'm a little sick still. Oh, um, poor, I, poor still, I'm still baby. sick. Um, yeah, uh, Get your flu shots, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you're up on your meds and drink water and don't touch Do people. Vitamins. <laughs> don't touch anything. <laughs> don't touch people. <laughs> That's the best PSA for to not get a cold. The more you know. <laughs> don't just wash your hands more often. Don't wash your hands more often. Just don't touch people. Just don't touch any people. If you don't, if you don't want to get a cold, live in a bubble. <laughs> What is that? What? What that is this little tone? Yeah. Oh, N- is this a ringtone? Like no, a- NB- NBC used to do these PSAs where like they would have like their the oh, star like, jingle. Yeah, it was like I you know see. like uh, Sean Hayes from um, Will and Grace would come on and say, "Hey, we all know that uh, monkey stabbings are uh, an epidemic here in the United States." But if you don't want to get stabbed by a monkey, don't go to the zoo. Also, don't touch people. Then don't touch people. Yeah, that was always the end of everyone. <laughs> and then it like a a star would come across the screen and say, "The more you know." Oh, was it during like primetime kid TV watching? I mean, it was it was like Thursday's must see TV thing. So like one of the friends would do one, or Seinfeld would do one. Wow. Yeah. Only the cool ones. Yeah. If you don't want to get stabbed by a monkey, don't go to the zoo. And don't touch people. Helene. Oh, boy. Um, cool. I'm sorry. You're sick. Oh, that's okay. How are you? I'm good. I'm not sick because I don't touch people. Oh, Maybe. I like to I like to put my hands right in their noses. <laughs> Your really whole get hand, the whole hand, up in their noses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ouch! Yep. Ish megish. Yeah, that's what's like to know me. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was going to talk to you about that. Can we like not do that anymore? I mean, I I learned lesson learned. I got a cold from it, so <laughs> the more you know, I won't be doing it again. Yeah, <laughs> don't put your hand in people's noses. But na na na. Um, they should have the minions do uh, a more you know. They don't talk. Banana. Oh. <laughs> and then banana. Banana. Isn't that what they say? Evil. Did you know that the minions are voiced in by um, a French dude? Isn't one of them voiced by Jermaine? No. Are you sure? Well, originally in the movies, they're one of the creators or like write or draw um illustrators or whatever uh-huh. artists is from france mm-hmm. and then they asked them to do the voices for the minions and mm-hmm. like half of the time they're saying like french animatopias uh-huh. which like weirded me out when i first watched the movie i was like 
they sound like real words to me. Like yeah. they mean things and like in English it doesn't mean anything. And that's why I went on the rabbit hole of the internet to figure out why they were talking like that. Sure. Anyway. How, do you, how did you feel when you found that out? Recognized. <laughs> Seen for the first time in my life. Yeah, it was very validating. Wow. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's just that. I think it's a mix of things like nonsensical sounds and also French onomatopoeias and then maybe some other languages in there. Hmm. I thought one of them was voiced by Jermaine, but I could be tri- I could be tripping. Well, maybe it's like later on. I'm only thinking of like the first Despicable Me. I thought it was the first one. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> um, I'm not the one who thought that uh, Joan Cusack <laughs> was in a movie we just watched. And then I also confused. I confused a lot of people in this movie. You sure did. I thought Lily Tomlin. You're the one with the working brain today. Lily Collins. I confused who was who, and then I thought Joan Cusack was on the screen, even though it wasn't Joan Cusack. It was was a woman like 20 years her senior. Ivy, uh, something Ivy. Dana Ivy. Dana Ivy. I still stand by the fact that they look alike if you don't like it's like one is the mother of the other. Imagine they're like 20 yeah. years. And apart. like imagine you have new glasses on, right? <laughs> Liza got new glasses, everybody. Ooh. Dish, dish. <laughs> Why? Do they mm-hmm. not look good? What they do you do mean look dish? Good. <sighs> Thank you. I wanted you to say that on the air. They look very nice. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to spill some tea. <laughs> Your glasses look nice. Oh my god! It's a great uh, compliment to give me for, to people that can't see me. They just have to imagine how nice your glasses look. Mm, that sounds hard. Picture the the animated picture that you have on your thumbnail right now. Picture that with newer glasses. <laughs> Wait, you mean our logo? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just different glasses. Just updated, a little more like fresh. <laughs> There's more hit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, Sarah, if you want to make a new logo, make sure to capture these new glasses. These new glasses, <laughs> that's right, Sarah. This uh, this logo needs some updating. I think you've gone through two glasses since this logo. Oh, maybe more. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I am spoiled with the glasses. Yeah, I have glasses now, and I didn't in the logo. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. maybe we do need an update. Make sure we look like our logo. Oh my gosh! What? It, yeah, people are gonna see. We wouldn't the, be recognizable on the right. streets. So when they see they see me with glasses on, they're gonna be like, "That's not you." Yeah, they don't recognize you at all. You don't have Versus, glasses. It's, it's I like know the logo. Clark Kent. Like you take off the glasses, and they're like, "You guys." Oh my gosh! It's. I him. think that's Andrew. That's from the school. From the record school. From the record school. Go go say hi to him. And no. then I, and then I put my glasses on. They're like, "Where did he go?" <gasps> You were lying. It wasn't him. He was never here. Just that. You just got Andrew on the brain. Just that dumb guy over there with glasses on. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Who is he even? Joe Schmo. Joe Randomo. Schmo. Joe Schmo Randomo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we watched something for your. High school times. Correct. <laughs> we watched a movie. We did. Um, this is a movie you saw in theaters. Uh, 
I don't know I would have seen in maybe I saw it in theaters. It was during my Jack Black phase, so it could have happened in theaters. Yeah, this podcast is the Jack Black it's like podcast. Majoring in throwback to school as in looking at all of the medias, but minoring in Jack Black yeah, knowledge. Yeah, yeah. You're you gonna know? know a lot about Jack Black. Because <laughs> this podcast is a class? Is it a it's, it's like an online, it's an online course. <laughs> you wish. I wish. <laughs> um so another movie by Jack Black. Uh-huh. Robbity dum dum dum. He's not the star. Doing his drums on his bare he's being, stomach. He's being very Jack Black in he's this movie. So Jack Black. Jack Black on crack. Mm, Almost. He may have been on crack. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of drug usage. Yeah. And abusage mm-hmm. in this movie. Um the main meat of this movie is BB Colin Hanks. Colin Hanks. This movie is called Orange County. Not that one. What? <laughs> this is the original OC. Yeah. They even mentioned Newport. They do. In this movie. This movie did come out one year before the OC, so. Well, <laughs> you can tell. You can tell. <laughs> this movie came out in 2002. Uh-huh. Prime high school years no this is yeah this is the beginning this is like this is mid senior year for me yeah 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 yeah, came out uh january 2002 okay almost well 18 years ago okay Uh almost 20 years ago Uh uh-huh um this is mainly a comedy it's a comedy it's a dramedy uh i mean there's like dramatic elements but this is a comedy yeah well the funnier parts are jack black and the two surfer doofuses yeah i'd say uh john lithgow is also very funny oh in it. Well, yeah and like there's a Kath- lot of people in there Catherine o'hare is also being you know turning in a the comedic performance mom. um so the the cast list in this movie is pretty bonkers so it's colin yep. hanks Jack Black, Catherine O'Hare, John Lithgow, Chevy Chase, uh, Kevin Klein. Um, who else makes an appearance? It's Lily Tomlin, not Lily Collins. Uh, ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Uh, Gary Marshall. So random. It's yeah. There's a there's a long uh, Harold Ramis. Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan plays a a random friend. Yeah. For one Nat scene. Faxon from. Uh, the team of Nat Faxon and uh, Jim Rash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there's a, there's a lot of faces. Even yeah. the doofus surfers. I don't know them by name, but you like they, recognize them. Yeah, they're they've been in stuff. They're like '90s trope. Yeah, doofusy friends. Um, do you want to give us a synopsis of the movie, or sure. should I? Sure. So Colin Hanks. I already forget the name of his character, but um, he plays a young man who wants to get into Stanford. Basically, he was like a, a surfer burnout dude until he picked up a book on a beach that was written by Kevin Klein's character that sort of changes his whole perception of like what he wants to be and who he wants to be in the world. And so he decides that he wants to get into Stanford where this guy teaches. He works his entire like junior and senior year to get into Stanford um, he's created quite a resume for himself to get in and he sends, they send away his resume or his uh, application. application. It turns out that the guidance counselor at their high school mixed up his transcript with someone else's. So he didn't get in. 
So he decides to go to Stanford to make a last-minute-ditch, last-minute pitch to get himself in. Yeah. Uh, Alongside his... um, Burnout brother, Jack Black. and drug addict... uh, Deadbeat older brother, brother Jack Black. And his girlfriend, who's... Don't know. She's she's, never been in anything. Yeah, there's... uh, She's just a cute little redhead. Yeah. But but also her character traits are that she's nice and that she's loyal to him. Yeah, has, you know, s- slick long hair. Yes. <laughs> um, he grew up in a home in a divorcee home. Yeah. Uh, his parents mom, played by John Lithgow and Catherine O'Hare. Yes. So you're understanding through the woes of this young man that his dad John Lithgow has remarried a a young hot mom leslie man who uh they've had a little kid together and he's super rich yes but not very generous with his money at least for his family yeah i guess that's what we're supposed to understand and then his mom Catherine o'hara um is she doesn't work and married an old dude for his money yeah yeah bob who's kind of like the but of the joke yeah he's he's basically like like the uh, slapstick an old man with a lot of money who doesn't have his wits about him anymore and And so he's in a wheelchair yeah and there's a lot of scenes of him getting injured yes yeah (laughs) and that's comedic i didn't think it was too funny but anyway um yeah and then he hilarity slash adventure and sees at stanford a whole lot of like different plots of how they're gonna like they even do before they get there like he tries multiple things of trying to get people to help him reapply or fix the application yeah. thing or he feels get into stanford that's the entire main game right. of the movie is for him to get into and the he, school he wants to get into stanford because he feels out of place in orange county he feels like he's moved past all these people and like you know, his English teacher, for instance, is they're teaching a lesson on Romeo and Juliet. And he's like, who's the first name you think of when you think of Romeo and Juliet? And then someone says Claire Danes. And he goes, and Leonardo <laughs> yes, DiCaprio. And, and then, yeah, it's just like, right. yeah, that's right. And who else? William Shakespeare, almost as famous as Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> and think of all the other books his, 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 the, these movies have been based on. Hamlet. Hamlet. Um, I already West forget. Side yeah, Story. West Side Story. And just like he's just naming, naming these, a whole bunch of wrong things. Yeah. <laughs> Played by Mike White. Very funny. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot uh, like he feels like he needs Stanford in order to move on from this small town. Mm-hmm. And also the, the writer who wrote the book that inspired him that he read over and over again is a professor at that school. Yes. So he wants to be taught or by guided yeah. as a writer by him specifically. Yeah. Um. yeah and then there's like different things that happen there's a lot of different plot points throughout the movie of him trying to just keep trying and finding a new way to try to get him to get enter or be uh registered at stanford um one of them is uh to drive to the administration's office at 10 30 at night did we establish it was 10.30 or did we just guess it was 10.30? We guessed because it was like later on in the day and then Jack Black said, 
I can get you there in three hours. And then they get there and it's nighttime. So I just guessed 10 p.m. And then literally at that point, they get a clerk at the front desk saying it's 1030. Nobody's here. Did but you say 1030? Something like that. Okay. I feel like we're inferring a lot that it might be later than it is. Because like you you mentioned. No, she did certain- say a time. She did say either 10 or 1030. Hmm. It feels weird that she'd still be there. I agree. <laughs> the lot, Some of it didn't make sense. Sure. Like also, why wouldn't they just request a new transcript with the right name on it they i would assume one of the things is to check that it's the correct transcript otherwise people could just like submit any kind of transcript knowing that they wouldn't look at the name attached to it that is the least of the problems with college (laughs) admissions in this country so i'm gonna i i inaccessibility might be a bigger issue than uh how the transcripts are sent to to colleges but yeah I don't know. You would think that one of the steps when they're looking at an application is to look at the name. Uh, I, 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 sure I, it matches I, look, the, the essay letter. I understand what you're saying. I, I agree with you, but I, I guarantee it's not. Okay. Um, the, uh, so they get to the admissions office. They understand that it's basically closed. even though the clerk is still there. And then the brother, Jack Black, tweaking out of his mind the entire movie has some kind of solution about breaking in and just finding the registry or the directory so they can call the deans of admission and then it's just this he's listed he's listed so they just go to his house played by harold ramus yes and they Uh, go to his house and try and talk to him he inadvertently pops three ecstasy pills yeah. that were in jack black's pockets um so then they're on this other kind of roller coaster mission with um the dean of admission high as a kite trying to get him to just add to- colin hanks to the list yeah. of uh, approved new students to the school um they get to the administrator's office and um that entire building burnt down because of Jack Black and that clerk lady. Yeah. And so, so he, then, he then runs into, he actually runs into um, Kevin Klein's character and they have a conversation. <coughs> he had sent, excuse me. He had hit, sent Kevin Klein's character, a trans a manuscript of his book that he wrote. The Colin Hanks wrote, sent him his story. Turns out he did read it. They sit. They sit down. They have this conversation about like how good of a writer he is. Over whiskey. Over over whiskey. <laughs> um, and he tells him like your problem is that you don't have an ending, and I would look forward to working with you. He tells him I didn't get in, and Kevin Klein basically gives him the advice that like you think where you're from is the hindrance in your story. I think it's the strong suit, and so that kind of turns everything around for him. He goes, he gets his brother, he gets Ashley, um, who has, you know, wandered off at this point and is flirting with Nat Faxon. <clears throat> and he apologizes to her for being a jerk and for like basically saying, you're not good enough for me. And they go back home. Uh, his parents have gotten back together. A lot happens. Somehow. A lot happens in like 12 hours in this <laughs> yeah. movie. They get back home. He reunites with his friends, reunites with his family, decides he's going to stay in Orange County and that the the town that he thought he was above all along was what he needed. 
So then he's not going to go to Stanford. So he's not going to go to Stanford. Even though his parents got him in. <clears throat> Even though his parents donated a lot of money. I mean, they did burn down the admissions building, so they basically helped replace the thing that they the, One of their sons yes. destroyed? Yeah. yeah. The, um... Uh... It being 2002 has a lot of early aughts music and fashion. It sure does. Uh, lots and lots of midriff and lip gloss. Yeah. And lots and lots of really bad haircuts mm-hmm. on dudes. Specifically. Except for Jack Black. Jack Black looks insane. And how old is he supposed to be? I think he's probably supposed to be in his mid-20s. Yeah. Is my guess. He, did, he just looks like now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Just without a gray beard. Yeah. It's that he has a brown beard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He has like long stringy brown hair. mm -hmm. He's wearing like a wife beater or a tank top the entire time or no shirt. Yeah. And tidy Mm whities and just like constantly drugged out. Yeah. His his eyes are like red the whole time. Yeah. He's tripping his balls. Yeah. He's very funny. In Drumming this. on his stomach. He's being very Jack Black and he's being very funny. Mm-hmm. He's the funniest part of this movie. Yeah. There's Obviously. a part where they're driving down the highway and they cut to like him and he's just like, he's clearly on speed and mm-hmm. he is just like drumming out like 30 ideas at one time. <laughs> yeah. The entire, I feel like the, the, yeah, the scene in the car where he's basically having a monologue of like all these different like crazy ideas he has while he's yeah tweaked out is like the funniest part of the movie. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the movie? What? Cause this is the first time you've seen it. Yes. I had never seen it. I don't think I even knew about it. Um, I don't think I've watched a lot of Colin Hanks things as him as a young person. Like, I feel like yeah. most of the stuff I've seen, he's, it's more like current. And so like, I didn't really know he was a thing until somewhat recently. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know why, but he, he just kind of like not never came into my zeitgeist or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it took me a while to understand that he was <laughs> Tom Hanks's son. I don't know why. Like, I don't think I knew his name. I was just like, oh, this guy. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, mm, I think without Jack Black, this movie would suck. I'm sorry. That's that's fair. Um, I think there are well, not just Jack Black, but like he's he makes the movie not a full drama. Yeah. Um he makes the movie like silly. Yeah. Um very but there are really good actors in this movie that's like kind of low budget. I mean, not super high budget. There is a giant fire in a building and but there's only like a couple places where they shoot, where they, they're filming. There, There's inside the house at the um, cement giant high school. Uh-huh. Um, and then one building in front in quote unquote Stanford campus. Um, so it feels like they spent most of their money on like hiring all these really good actors that some of them were very famous at the time. Um, I mean, Catherine O'Hara has been around for a real long time. John Lithgow, like those are kind of even in 2002 were big people. Um, And then like the random cameos, like Ben Stiller was 
popular in 2002 yeah. and for him to play the random ass firefighter that doesn't talk much he just like keeps asking jack black questions yeah. and then realizes that maybe he's the one that started the fire but it's such a short scene it's so strange to me i don't I th- know i, I think feel it's like just ben like stiller only, like has mostly done like he's the main it's his movie. Yeah. And then like to see him as like a background, like just a D character. I was just like, what? I'm sure it's just like so his friends weird. were making a movie and he wanted yeah. to come in for a day and mm-hmm. do a thing. And-, and he's not even doing the like, I'm screaming. Yeah. Ben Stiller. Like for his hands it, and the, the hair. The, like the gag is like when he takes his helmet off, it's like, that's Ben Stiller. Right, yeah. But he's like super regular. Yeah. Just like asking questions. <laughs> um. Yeah. So... I think it was entertaining, but mostly because of like the actors that are in it. Um, I the story of the main kid. I have a hard time relating to it. Like I feel like it's yeah, I do too. I think the main characters. I don't think the main characters for the majority of the audience to relate to. He is or isn't. I don't think he is. You don't think so? I don't know. I I don't know. I see it as like. Um, like whoever wrote this movie and is a man, then they're like, I just, I assume, I guess, because I can't really, I just assume that it's for another population than than me. So then I just assume like, oh, this is for like young men that are like in high, you know, in high school and, or in middle school even, Uh they're like a bit more sensitive than their like average doofus in their school and so they feel unseen and then they see this movie and it feels like oh you you can have like this poor me moment and then like come out of it on the brighter side i to me the main character is written as elitist okay and like i think it's pretty clear from the from the beginning of the movie that they Mm -hmm. write him as elitist like Mm -hmm. not (coughs) not quite the same as like logan and the the life and death brigade from gilmore girls oh, oh okay but sort of like he throughout the entire movie is like reminding everybody that like he's bigger than them yeah and i think the movie i in that way i don't know wh- you know who the audience surrogate is mm-hmm. in that way maybe it's his girlfriend mm-hmm. even but um I, I don't know. I don't think you're presented with a lot of reasons to like him from the beginning other than I just agree. he's the main character. Yeah. So he's, he's got the most amount of screen time, but yet you're not, it doesn't feel like they're giving you enough to care. You're not cheering for him to get into Stanford other yeah. than just it's Colin Hanks and you like him. Yeah. Cause he's cute and he doesn't mean harm. But yeah. He's yeah. I guess the part that it like the elitist part of it to me is strange because it, I feel like even just, the visual cues of let's just say like another typical movie where you have especially in like late 90s early 2000 where you have um a person that is supposed to have like more money than average and yeah both is of his a parents- good student and they're aiming to go to like a really like one of the biggest fancy schools in the country they, he just looks and acts very joe schmo and then his parents are like cuckoo but like not for they're we're rich and we just like i feel like there's like visual things that they have done in other movies to to give you this like sense of like oh he's the young kid kind of like dickish like yeah 
but he ha- he's wearing fancy clothes or he has a really nice car or like some kind of cues that you're saying like he's spo- a spoiled brat. But there's none of that. So yeah. then he's mostly just and then he keeps he tells his dad that he's never like been there for him uh, emotionally or m- monetarily. Even though they both live, both of his parents live in mansions. Yeah, and, like his house is giant and his mom doesn't work. So they're all living on this old dude's, um, I don't know, pension, yeah, I guess, because right. this old man isn't working either. And yeah. anyway, it's, it's, I feel like they're not being clear about what kind of status he's supposed to be in. And I don't I think, think the that movie, would help I us I don't think like, that, uh, understand where he's coming from. I don't think the movie has a single thing to say about that. I don't think it has a one. Like, it doesn't but even, it, it, not even like it, a whisper of his status. But isn't that what would help us, like, understand why he doesn't, he, like, thinks he's so much better than everybody else? Um, I, I, I or is think it, it only because he, like, read a book and his the rest of his family has, don't read? I think that's, that's probably, I mean, it's an MTV movie, so, like, what mm. we're, like, the depth that, I, like, I don't mean that as, like, it's an MTV generation, I mean, it's literally an MTV produced movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I think the depth of it was like, whoa, he wrote, he read a book mm. and like, therefore feels like he's, he's above it all. Mm. And I think if there, if this movie were to be made today and maybe even by the same people, I think there would probably be a little more investigation in terms of his, his class and mm. his wealth and things okay. like that. But okay. I think like in 2002, like they were just telling like a, isn't that crazy he read a book yeah yeah i guess that no yeah i'm sure you're right that because then it's also not a struggling artist story you know like i feel like it's just not hitting the the things that i guess i'm i'm expecting to see sure for the type of story they're trying to tell yeah so then it's just like him unhappy with his environment because he feels like he feels he's mis- interested in things that nobody else is yes so I imagine you're not going to give it that many surfboards out of. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Well, what did you like? Did I don't? I want to hear your 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 story before I rate it. I mean, obviously, I liked it for for Jack Black. Yeah, he's very funny in this. Mm-hmm. Um, he is turning in an an insano Jack Black imp- like performance. Like mm. this is like he's never not being. At a ten, Jack Black. No, and, he doesn't I mean, he's know not, how to like tune it down. Right, but like, there's other movies he's in at this time where he's like a little more toned down in other scenes, mm. and he's also not in every scene. So you're not just like getting like like in every single scene. You know, you're getting it sort of sparingly. It's enough that you're not sick of it by the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, but that was what drew me in, and I certainly like. I didn't like. I said I don't. I never really. Um resonated with colin hanks's character or or his struggle either Mm -hmm. but i didn't dislike his character as a kid Mm -hmm. and i thought like the adventure that he went on and sort of like the the people he kind of comes across i think sort of serves the movie to like it helps it go by pretty quickly it's like 83 minutes long it's pretty short Mm -hmm. um but it it i i think it all those things combined kind of made it into like a fun romp Mm -hmm. and as a kid who had not gone to college yet sort of imagining and you know this uh, clearly is not what college ended up being for me but um 
sort of imagining what college could be like and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. It was, I don't know, I could, I could see why I liked it in high school and watching it now, I see, I think it's still a fun movie. Mm-hmm. I think the romp, the, the, you know, the, the adventure from A to B is like fun. I don't think Colin Hanks's character is a, a, is uh, particularly likable, mm-hmm. um, and I think especially for adults, I think y- you just see him as like a very whiny, mm-hmm. self like entitled person. Um, but by the end, he does realize what he's got, and he starts to take take um, it, take inventory of what he has. Mm-hmm. And so I think you know there's an appreciable growth there. Mm-hmm. And so by the end, I don't know. I I I think I. I think I like it. <laughs> I don't know that I'd like search it out again and watch it on purpose. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I'm going to go open my orange count. I have it on DVD <laughs> from when I was a kid. Um, but I'm not sure that I'd be like, I have to go open my orange County DVD and watch it again. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. I'm in like, an orange County kind of mood. Yeah. 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 And I don't get me wrong. Like I didn't hate the character either. It's just, it's, it's that you don't know kind of feeling that yeah. I'm, I, I, it's almost like I don't like the feeling of unsure about this character more than the actual character. Sure. It's just like, I wish, I think I would have enjoyed it even more if I didn't like him or if I did, yeah. you know, it's this like uneven, even keel beige area is yeah. like, I don't know what to do with that. Um, so I would give it a one surfboard out of five. That's fine. I think well, I probably one and a half because Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it two and a half. Yeah, two and a half out of five. I think it's it's a watchable movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't do anything overtly. Uh, I mean, like there's a part in the movie where Harold Ramis on on X it like starts to feel up and make out with Colin Hanks, which is he's making out with an underage child. Yeah, um, there's some weird weird stuff with the ages that doesn't make sense in there yeah. because they're supposed to be they haven't graduated high school yet so they're at least 18 yeah maybe probably younger and like yeah there's a full-on adult man making out with him in the car while like speeded up on whatever ecstasy and then the counselor assaults him after well she like he like is upset and is he does like this motion that looks like he's about to grab her and then she self-defense but like hits him in the balls yeah which is like she's still the adult in this room and assaulting a minor um so there's a lot of weird stuff like that um his stepmom makes really gross comments about like oh you felt up you've you're you're so big now are you working out or whatever almost a pass at him and then later in the movie uh, Jack Black sort of implies that he's attracted to his own mother. Yeah. So I don't know. Knows, There's a lot of, I think it, and I didn't realize that it was an MTV movie, but I think now I'm, those jokes make sense yeah. to me that it's an MTV movie. And there's also three different parts in the movie where they play that song that you don't like that was oh. very popular come at the time. Come my lady, come, come my lady, There's, come my butterfly. And two out of those three is groups of women dancing to it. Under, like, under the theoretically underage girls. Yeah, dancing. yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's the cheerleaders at the high school are... Um, Dan- like doing a routine on it while they're at school. Yeah. And then the girlfriend 
you don't hear the song, but you hear her sing it while she has her headphones on in the car. Yeah. And then a third time is when they're at the college party. The song comes on and a bunch of girls just push a bunch of people in the in the living room and start doing this group choreographed thing. Yeah. Is the dance supposed to be from like the know. video that we're supposed to know the moves? I don't know. It's a lot of like three different times where that song is re- referenced. And out of those three, two of them are groups of women with a lot of midriff slapping yeah. their butts and yeah. thighs. Um, so that makes sense that it's MTV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of music. <gasps> oh, I thought you were going to play. <laughs> oh, you thought I was going to play. Bound down now. Bound down. Breath of fresh air. Now, this is a song I could hear three times in a movie. And you do in Mamma Mia. Here we go again. <laughs> no midriffs needed. Can you hear the drums, Fernando? All right, Fernando. This episode's surprise prize is just an announcement. An announcement. The announce announcement is that we are ready. We're going on tour. <laughs> I wish. That'd be fun. Um, right? Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Right? We would be fun. In you would have life. fun. All of yeah. you would have fun at our live show. <laughs> what's you the dummies? Yeah, what's the announcement? What's the announcement? The announcement is that we're ready to record and cast and record uh the play you wrote in high school. Oh, we are? Yes. We were not ready before. We've mentioned it, but now it is I have made copies oh okay that's why we're ready it is color-coded and we are ready wow to figure out who wants to do it with us okay i'm thinking maybe four to five people including us Mm -hmm. and at the same time yes okay i don't know what you mean by that i just we right now we we only have have four four mics mics. i'm just saying like yeah i i might be able to rig something up to like we could maybe borrow like from someone yeah anyway i think a max of five would be best Uh it looks like the scenes you wrote so far i need to look at it one more time but it we could there's a couple where i think there's like six yeah i think sometimes there's more than five characters but so somebody could play two yeah Yeah. so we're gonna have to do some voice acting okay um anyway I'm thinking that we're going to put it on the Patreon. You think so? Because it's going to be long. It's going to be long. Yeah. Yeah. I think the it, play I think itself it, isn't very long, but I think, I think it doing ran, a table read yeah, is Yeah, it ran about 45 to an hour when we did it on stage. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm excited. Me too. To do it. I'm Are- excited to hear this news <laughs> that my creation is ready it has it has hatched yes <laughs> well that's exciting news yes i think so i think we need to figure out so let us know yeah it, by the way if you are a new listener who has not heard this before um i wrote a play in high school i unearthed it showed it to liza and we decided there was that we only were, one physical copy there was one physical so copy I've digitalized it so, so we can make multiple now copies. it exists forever and on we were the cloud we, on the cloud oh great <laughs> oh no i better i better write it down somewhere so nobody steals it um it is a it is a play i wrote we are going to reenact it 
on the podcast and apparently it's going on the patreon yeah i think we should put it on the patreon because it's going to be slightly longer i don't know maybe we could do two sessions one one on the pod one on the wow wow tease Speaking of the Patreon, Liza. Yes. Did you know that we have bonus episodes of Throwback to School on the Patreon? What? <laughs> no. Yeah, if I you're have unfamiliar. No idea. If you're unfamiliar, we have bonus episodes on the Patreon. What do, what what are the episodes about? Uh so far we did one with John where we just talked about our New Year's memories. John Jolly. John Jolly. What? And we Brother did one John. last week where we talked about some TV shows we've been watching recently. Yeah, and some movies. And some movies. Yeah. yeah. Some current things. So we're talking about current stuff on there and we're having a ball. A big old ball. A big old ball. So if you want to get access to bonus episodes of Throwback to School, you can go to patreon.com slash goodtalkstudio and nice. subscribe. Yes. Five bucks a month. Get nice. you those bonus episodes. That's a good deal. Yeah. And for a little bit more, you can have access to other things. Correct. There's more shows on there if you're interested. Yes. Many options. Many, many options. You can so check many it options. out. Good Talk Studio, patreon.com slash goodtalkstudio. And with that money, we're going to try to get... Equipment Yay. updates. Yay! More microphones for <laughs> whoever gets cast. Yes, <laughs> could be you. Ooh. Um, but yes, that's available. And as always, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram, both yes. at Throwback to School. Throwback to School. And go to the website goodtalkstudio.com and write us a message and say hi and. Yeah, leave us Check a comment. Check older episodes on there. Rate us on your podcast app. That's the most helpful for other people to hear about it. Uh-huh. If you've done so already, thank you so much. And if you haven't, no thank you. <laughs> until you, you don't get a thank you until you do it. And for the people that have already subscribed to the Patreon, thank you. Thank you. Very much. Ooh, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Mwah. Mwah. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.